Uh, good day. Uh, good, to, good to be here today to bring forth the word, and I'm just thankful to be here, but I'm also uh, thankful that I have something in my heart to give you. Uh, you know, that tells me the Lord has some, some things He wants to get over to His people right now in this hour in, in Jesus' name. So, Father, thank you, Lord, for the anointing on this message. I thank you for every ear being open, and that, that hearing goes into the hearts of the people watching this thing. So, in Jesus' name, I will tell you, uh, I'm going to give you a little testimony this morning because I, I think it's a time when I'm understanding that a lot of people are getting hungry for the Lord, which is a great thing. You know, things aren't so going so good in uh, this and that and the, the political realm and the governments and, and all kind of things. I mean, there's every kind of a reason to get so frustrated and say, oh, where do we fit in this and all that. So I want to tell you a couple of things. I want to give you a little testimony. I haven't done that for a while. Uh, 45 years ago, this uh, in January, uh, I was reading a book that I'd read for over several months telling me about Jesus, that the Bible was true, and those kind of things. And it, it, it led me to a place where I realized I was not a child of God from the born-again standpoint. I was not born again, and I began to understand that. So one night in January of 45 years ago, I said, Jesus, come into my life. Well, the next year and a half, I was so on fire. I was so excited because something was different for me. But I, I was, and we'd been going to a kind of a denominational church, a big one in the little the town we were in, uh, and I wasn't hearing anything that supported how how amazingly different I was thinking, what happened to my life, and I didn't understand what happened to me, except I knew I'd asked Jesus to come up into my life. I didn't have any Bible teaching, none of that. But at any rate, um, that's kind of how it went. Well, about a year and a half into that, approximately, I received some tapes on uh, faith. Well, what that meant was it wasn't a great big elaborate thing. It was tapes that said that if I'd asked Jesus for something, I'd ask the Lord for something in Jesus' name, he'd give it to me. I listened to that over and over and over again. You know, for example, in uh, John 15, 7, uh, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, shall ask what you desire, and it'll be done for you. So I, I, I kept hearing these things, hearing these things. I said, this is, this is real. This is real. I can actually ask God for something, and he'll actually get it over to me. Now, you, you might be looking at me like, well, Gary, yeah, well, you know, yeah, well, no. It's not, yeah, well, no. I'm telling you, if you're going to... Uh, denominational churches this day, you may not be hearing this. If you're going to independent churches, you may not be hearing this. You might be hearing all kinds of things about this and that and how to deal with your marriage and all those things. But when's the last time you were in one of those and somebody and the pastor said, look, all you have to do is ask God for this and he'll give it to you. Uh, hereafter, you ask me nothing. Ask the Father in my name and he'll get it over to you. He'll grant it to you. How many times have you heard that lately? And yet, you've got needs in your life right now. You've got things in your life that you'd like changed, but you don't know how to get there. Well, you know, it's, a, it's, it's as simple as this. Within weeks, short weeks, after hearing that I could ask God for something, I'm in the presence of a very good friend of mine who has severe gangrene of a foot. 
Now, all I did that day was share the word with him, share my faith with him that God could heal him, wanted to heal him, not could heal him, would wanted to heal him. And all he had to do was ask, ask uh, the Father in Jesus' name, and, and that would happen. Within 24 hours, the man was totally healed. And if you have got more descriptive, I'm talking about uh, some people call it a miracle. I didn't know what to call it. It was a powerful thing, and I hadn't known anything about faith uh, with, you know, just shortly before that. And within a very short time, that same faith, I just, we had a daughter that was seriously a baby on her deathbed. Use the simple, simple thing of saying, you know, I believe it. I believe God wants to heal our child. There's a lot more to this story as far as we were about it, but, but essentially we just went in, laid hands on her, and asked God to redeem our daughter in Jesus' name. She was instantly healed of something that had been plaguing her for, for many, many months and, and at to the point where her life was in very big jeopardy. Why do I say all this? Well, there's a couple things that have to enter in here. First of all, you know, we, we hear all kinds of things from prophets. You know, everybody's prophesying. It's gonna, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Uh, and, and that's great. I'm into that. I'm into that. I've studied Bible prophecy, eschatology. I've prayed it all. I've got friends that are prophets. I love them. I love them. I love that word. But you know what? The future doesn't help me right now if I need something. Thing. If I have a son or daughter or a uh, situation in our marriage or, or because we're, you know, identified in ministry, if somebody needs prayer, I want prayer today. Not in five years when, you know, this thing say, well, God's about to do something, you know. God's about to do something. You know what? He'll do it. It's now. You know, we read about this. We have all kind of things over in uh, Hebrews 11, now faith. Well, it's now. <laughs> If you need something today, you need it today. You don't need it sometime when the prophets say, well, you know, uh, God's going to deal with all this mess and he's going to do that. Well, th I'm glad for that and I believe it. But today, the young man that God took me into his hospital room that time in 1979, he needed help then. Our daughter needed help then. And God answered that help and brought it. Why? I didn't know a lot about the Bible, but I was starting to see that the Bible was true and that we had to step up to something. You know, uh, there's another issue about this. You know, I, I, how, do I, how, how far do I go with this? Well, I don't know how far I'll go with it because uh, it's, it's like there's so much. But at the same time, you know, we were going to this church, so I went in and, uh, to talk to the pastor well, first of all, he told me I shouldn't be worried about being born again. That was all some kind of a Calvinist doctrine that, that you don't need to be born again. You just, you know, whatever. Well, that's fine. But then he's talking about visiting the sick in the hospital and how laboring it was for a pastor. I said, Pastor, why don't you pray for their healing? Oh, Gary, you just don't understand. Well, what I understand is he knew the least thing about faith. He knew how to preach. He knew how to do all this stuff. He'd been to all this school, whatever. He did not know about how to believe God for anything like that. So, where are we going from here? Am I, am I uh, preaching to any choir? No, I think I'm talking to people that really need help today. You have to agree, if you need a help, if you need something, you need it now. And if you don't need it now, you need to prepare for when you need it tomorrow or the next day. Now, there's a couple things I want to share with you right now because um, 
Uh, first one I'm going to talk about is uh, Matthew 17, 20. Let's just go ahead and read that. Uh, and it says, uh, it's a situation where the disciples were trying to pray for this thing and they weren't getting results. And Jesus said in verse 20 of Matthew 17, So Jesus said to them, listen to this, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except for prayer and fasting. Well, let me skip to 21, first of all. Uh, one of the things when he's talking about fasting, he may not be talking about starving yourself for a week so you can get really big faith. He may not have been talking about that. He might have been talking about starving your unbelief. So what's unbelief? Well, uh, today when I'm done, I hope you believe that you can ask God for something. That's belief. Now, if you still don't believe it, that's unbelief. You need to fast that unbelief. You know, sometimes this faith is not that complicated. They make it complicated like you've got to do all this stuff. To, no, it could, be, uh, it could be that you uh, just need to turn the corner and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to start believing everything you tell me. I'm going to start believing you for everything that you put me for me. And there you go. And he said, because of that, look at what he says there. Because of your unbelief, you couldn't get it done. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. Well, what do you think happened when I got a hold of that little bit of faith? I had to say it. I had to say it. I had to say it. You know, I learned how to rebuke the devil too, but I found out that, that God can heal uh, and wants to heal every situation. What did I have to say? Well, I had to say, I said, Jesus, uh, heal my daughter. And this is Sandy and I were together in this. Trust me, we we're, were standing together in faith on this and simply made a statement with our mouth. We didn't have to call prayer change. We didn't have to do anything. In fact, if we'd have called that pastor, he'd say, well, let her die, you know. Uh, be sure she's comfortable, because that's how they look at sick people. Make sure they're comfortable. Yeah, right. Hey, more comfortable if they're living than if they didn't make it, right? Now, let, let's go to another thing. Let's go to Luke. Just, just, uh, just, uh, just a little something else here. Uh, Luke, and this will be in uh, 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 Luke 17, 5. Uh, and he made one thing clear in this too. In verse 5, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. How many times have you wanted your faith to be increased? Well, if you haven't, then, and the other thing is, you know, you, if somebody doesn't get healed, then people say, well, you didn't have enough faith. Well, you know, that, that's, uh, that's something that really, if you want to make some enemies, start telling people they don't have any faith. That's a good way to do it. But you know, all that faith is going to come when you just decide this Bible's true. If Jesus said you could have it if you pray to the Father in the name of the Son, you start believing that. It's not hard. You just say, well, I believe it. Well, what means? What do you mean there? Then it means you need to, you need to use that faith. Now here he says the apostle said to increase our faith. So what did the Lord say? I want you to get a hold of this. I really want you to get a hold of this. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say, you can what? 
You can say to the mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots, be planted to the sea, and it would obey you. He's coupled up with what you say with you building your faith. See, you have to get this stuff going out of your mouth. First of all, you have to, have to fast the unbelief, and then you just have to start believing. You know, I, I, I saw a little statement here that uh, it's kind of like to move on, you must leave something behind. I just thought, dropped in my heart a couple days ago. To move on, you have to leave something behind. Well, you know, you can leave a lot of things behind, and you can make a whole list of those things. But one of the things I saw was if you want to believe, you have to ditch the unbelief. Just got to get rid of it. Instead of saying, well, I don't know if he will or he won't. Because a lot of times you go to church or even Bible studies and they're saying, well, we don't know if God will answer prayers or not. Well, then read what he did for Jesus. And what did he say? And how many times have Sandy and I just simply asked God to heal somebody or to correct the situation. And, and we believed it and he did it. We believed it and he did it. You don't waver. You just say, well, that's it. You know what? I mean, uh, I don't know how to put other examples on this, but you see there's something that happens. And what is that? I taught something recently on, uh, on the vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. And I shared something about that. When, when you realize you're, you're come, you are directly attached to the vine, Jesus Christ, the Word of God, hallelujah, the Most High, and you're directly attached to Him once you're born again. You said, Jesus, come into my life. The Spirit of God is flowing through you all the time. And guess what? When you start saying the things like mulberry trees or saying to the mountains, it's not you. It's that Spirit of God moving through you to change things and if you get a hold of that it's there don't just start stop thinking well i'm just some christian you know uh, barely saved by grace all this stuff you hear out there is just so annoying to me because uh, you're hooked up with the power most powerful thing there could be the spirit of the almighty god working through you the holy spirit and guess what when you release your faith like that he's waiting there to manifest and cause that to come to pass now, many of our healings have been instant. When you talk about healing, well, you, you, you talk to these, a lot of these people, oh, healing? Oh, no, that's a side issue. No, why would God want to heal people? He just wants them in heaven. No, he wants the whole, the whole victory package working in your life right now. He wants you born again, spirit-filled. He, he wants you to prosper and be in health. He wants your body healed. Why do you think Jesus took all those severe beatings, beatings when they were crucifying him? He did it to pay the price of, of, of disease and sickness for your life in Jesus' name. You say, well, that sounds good. Yes, it does sound good. I want you to listen to this more than once. Don't listen to it and put a like on it. Say, oh, that was good preaching, Gary. No, I want you to go some. I've gotten more and more people now listening to our, the, these things that I'm teaching, and they're doing them, and they're getting miraculous results. I could give you several several times, but I'm so thrilled when somebody c comes along and says, you know, uh, and it's not about me, but it's like, Gary, you taught us to do certain things, and we did it, and it worked. Well, I'm not teaching it. The Holy Spirit's teaching it, and He wants you to get a hold of this today. So praise God. That's a, something for you to think about, to meditate on, get those scriptures going, and realize the power of God when you speak to something that's the whole power of heaven 
coming right out of your mouth. But And there's more I could speak about on authority, but not, not today. Uh, that will be maybe probably next time. But I want you to get a hold of it. I want you to be blessed today. I want you to go release your faith for something. Something that there's a need out there. There's a need in your household right now probably. There's a need. It may be for finances. It may be for uh, sickness. It may be a child that needs some love or affection or maybe uh, somebody that needs to be hear the gospel. Hey, let's get our dander up and go do it. You know, I'm not against prophets, but I'm telling you what, the future isn't going to meet the need you have this day in Jesus' name. I love you. I want you to be a hold of it. And, and you know, I've, I, I tell everybody all the time how to get saved. And, uh, you know, it's Romans 10, 9, and 10. And, and it's not any great big deal, but it says in verse 9 of that, if you confess with your mouth, oh, comes out of your mouth, right? You have to say something. And you believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. For with the heart one believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. Verse 13, uh, for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you know that word saved? You know what it means? It's a Greek word, sozo. It means salvation. It means healing. It means prospering. It's the whole thing. That word. Do word study. Sozo. S-O-Z-O. God bless you. Love you. Have a great, prosperous day. In Jesus' name.